Alrighty, folks. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Burning Bridges Podcast with Uncle Riles. I am your host, Uncle Riles. And for those of you that are wondering what in the hell was that damn opening, that is a specific opening for my friend Miranda Casey, who absolutely loves it when I break out the rap horn app on my phone when there's a funny occurrence anytime that we are hanging out in Raleigh. So, Mikey G, I know that you've told me that I need to get some type of musical tune to open up the podcast, which I haven't got around to that yet. I've messed around a little bit in this rock band app in terms of like finding something, but I just haven't really been able to make something that I think is going to be a good fit for the podcast. So I thought, you know what, might as well just uh, open it up with a rap horn. It just for for shits and giggles, just I'm sure that that's probably going to be no surprise. Uh, Miranda, it was only a matter of time until I broke out the rap horn here on the podcast. So coming to you here today, it's been a, been a while since I've talked with y'all here on Monday, May 24th at 6.57 Central Standard Time here. And yeah, been a couple days since I've talked with y'all. And, and I've, as I'm sitting here doing the podcast and I, I, I remembered... How I, I kind of felt that sometimes doing this these podcasts are therapeutic in a sense where it's like I'll, I'll get done with work and this class I'm in right now and I have all these different tasks of like, oh, I'm going to study this, I'm going to read that and I make sure I research into X, Y, and Z before I go to Korea to make sure I get my ducks in a row and I had just got finished eating dinner and I told myself, I was like, you know what, like, you, got a, you got a task list, how about you just stand by, get up, do a podcast, you got a lot of things to talk about, a lot of stuff has happened within the last week so definitely would have would have jumped right into it but before we we talk about some of the big things that have happened with sports uh want to talk about what, what showed up on my snapchat memories today sorry for the pause I had to take a drink of water my friend miranda told me that every time i gotta do this podcast uh, when her and i were talking yesterday that i need to make sure that i'm trying a different brewski every time and giving like the Dave Portnoy review of the brewski and then like tagging them in the podcast. Hopefully they sponsor me. I actually don't have any beer in my fridge here in my hotel. So all I have today is I can give a review on this ice cold San Antonio water, which is definitely pretty good. But uh, speaking of that, on my Nalgene water bottle, you guys can't see because I haven't been uh, cool enough to figure out how to do a video podcast yet. But I got a couple new slaps or stickers, slaps as I like to call them on here. So one of my favorite ones, for those of you that have ever seen the Goonies, I have one of Sloth, and underneath it it says, Hey, you guys, from that part in the scene where they him and uh, Chunk rescue him on the pirate ship. I have another one here that this one I, I think is pretty clever. It's got a picture of a... Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich in a bag and a Popeye's chicken sandwich in a bag. And it has the, you know, like Chick-fil-A is greater than Popeye's, the greater than symbol in favor of the Chick-fil-A sandwich. I have one, here are two stickers of Denzel Ward and Jeff Akuda, both two players that played for Ohio State, but their stickers here, it's the, and their Cleveland Browns and Detroit Lions uniform. So I think that one's pretty cool. Uh, got a new Miguel Cabrera sticker on here. Always got to represent that. Have a Tigers for the fellow Kaniacs out there. I have a sticker on here of Andre Snetsnikov giving David Ayers a hug. For those of you who don't know, David Ayers was the backup goalie. Uh, I would say backup goalie, emergency goalie that had to come in for the Canes, the Zamboni driver 
when they played the Toronto Maple Leafs last year. So, yeah, no brewski today. Maybe I'll stop by the store tomorrow and, and, and get some brewskis the next time I come up on here with the podcast. Be able to give you guys a quality review. But all I can review today is, uh, you know, the San Antonio ice cold water, which actually, like, is, is, is pretty good. So definitely would say, I mean, and most, most water is good. It's hard to taste water that's uh, that's bad. I mean, obviously you could come up with certain places that probably don't have the best tasting water, but you got no complaints here. So starting up today, as I kind of mentioned earlier, going into and talking about what shit up on my Snapchat memory. So when I go through today, I, I logged in and, you know, I get the notification, that, oh, there's a Snapchat memory today. So I get on there and I, you know, check something on my story and, May 24th, a year ago, was a Saturday, and it was one of those first weekends where everything had opened back up. And so the snap on the, the Snapchat memory, it was myself, my friend Ricky, his wife Taylor, and I was watching my friend Miranda, her dog Hamilton, that weekend because she was gone off doing, I think she was at the beach that weekend or something. So I got to watch Hamilton that weekend, which was pretty nice. And going through the, the Snapchat memories, I had posted it on my story. And so Ricky responded and was like, holy crap, I can't believe that was a, a year ago. And so it made me just looking back, and, and, and I haven't seen Ricky for a while because he's kind of off doing some, some stuff for work, and, and so am I. So we're kind of in, in, in different areas of the country right now. But it just looking through those, those memories, it, it made me think of how joyful we were back then that things were kind of opening back up again. And it makes me look to now as kind of just in the North Carolina area, how just the before the two days after we had talked the last time, Governor Cooper came out and basically kind of lifted all the, the mandates, basically no more capacity restrictions. I think he recommends everyone still wears their mask, but basically things were getting back to normal. And that's probably going to be the last time that Coop makes an announcement for mask mates, mask mandates or anything like that. And I remember that even though a year ago things were not near as open as they were now, I think we still had the same level of thankfulness because there was also that level of optimism there. Now, last year at this time, I was like, okay, cool. Hey, like bars and like, or, and no, it wasn't necessarily bars were opened up, but basically bars that serve food and, and everything were, were back open. And I had that level of optimism where all I was hoping for was that we'd be able to have college football, you know, when, it, when, it, when the calendar would roll around at the beginning of September, which we did in a sense, not the, at that, at that point at the end of May last year, I think everyone, the optimism was like, yeah, you know, we'll maybe be able to have to delay the season to the end of September. But by then, like if we delay it, we'll be able to have full stadiums, tailgating, everything. We just need a couple more months to flatten the curve. And, and obviously that didn't happen. And that's not necessarily here nor there or, or my, the part of this podcast for me to complain about that. I think the, the college athletes, they did everything they can. Uh, and, and what an incredibly tough season, probably just mentally. So the fact that, that our, the athletes that represent our, our favorite teams that will go out there and compete, I'll, I'll always be thankful for that. But it's just interesting that I remember I almost had the same level of like excitement as I did this year, a year ago, with just the simple of like, hey, you know, uh, bars can open up at 30% capacity. And as long as they serve food, hey, 50%, if you know, 50% outdoor seating, 30 I don't even remember what it was. But just looking through the memories, I remember we got to go to 
We went to Southern Char, got to go to Beer Garden, got to go to all these different places, and it was just really nice to be able to get out and about and, you know, be, be social again. And almost that was our sense of life kind of getting back to normal. And definitely some, some good times there at the end of May and June last year as you kind of felt cooped up and we're able to, to, to get out and be social again. And, and it kind of gives my next segue into, since we've last talked, uh, NHL playoffs have, have started, and uh, PNC Arena for the Carolina Hurricanes got to host their first two games. And, and my goodness, that if you guys didn't see it, it is a goddamn riot. And I mean that in a good way. Uh, it's interesting because PNC holds, I think, roughly – about nineteen thousand fans. Ashley Knowles, if you're listening, I know, I know you'll 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 correct me. I can make that that proper attendance adjustment the next time I come on here. But roughly, let's just say nineteen thousand fans. And so I guess it would so the Hurricanes' first playoff game. Uh, I don't remember the exact dates, but let's say it was like uh, I think it was sometime last week. Let's just say it was May twentieth. So it was like May 15th that the governor came out and said, hey, no more capacity restrictions. So there's like this weird five-couple-day period where it's like, hey, what are the Hurricanes going to do? Well, like the next day after the Hurricanes GM, President Don Waddle comes on, it's like, hey, you know, we're going to work with the NHL, but we'd like to increase the capacity to either 10,000 to 12,000 fans, which I think everyone in Raleigh was hoping, like, oh, hey, like, Coop lifted the restriction, so it should be like a packed house, like no worries. And then I guess they came back with like, oh, well, the NHL still has their restrictions and regulations for air quality. So we get to the game last Monday, and it was interesting because it looked like there were more than 12,000 fans there, which I'm not complaining. And I, I'm glad, too, that as that the video of PNC, which was absolutely rocking inside, and I was definitely thankful. There's a lot of folks that I know from Raleigh that got to go to get either game one or game two. And the place was rocking inside. As the video started to circulate around, like spit and chicklets and barstool sports and all these different these you know, websites on Twitter, I was getting worried because I was thinking like, oh, here we go. Like the, 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 the big time, you know, Fauci supporters are going to come on and be like, oh, well, you know, I, I think that that's probably not the right thing to do because I still, even though they're wearing a mask and they're doing the social distancing, the virus can still transparent even if you got your vaccine and it's been 14 days post your second shot or post seven days since your Johnson & Johnson vaccine, that they probably still shouldn't have that many people in the stands. You know, there was there was none of that. And, and I'm and I'm glad too that we're kind of taking the turn where we can, where businesses and people are are taking that initiative to be like, hey, like President Biden came out and said, hey, the the, the, the basically lifting the restrictions. If you don't have a mask or if you're vaccine, you don't have to wear a mask until you got the vaccine. Wear a mask. So businesses are starting to open 100% back up. So if, for example, here we're talking about stadiums are opening back up, and you don't have these folks you know, coming on here and saying like, oh man, like these folks are endangering society and they're putting all these people at risk and they need to be stopped. So it was good to see that that we've, as a society, we've done what they've asked. A lot of folks have gone out, they've gotten the vaccine, they've continued to wear the max. And, and now folks in a sense are getting rewarded for it. So I was glad to see that. And it's funny because in the 
two games that were in Nashville this weekend, they had basically had the same thing. And some of the reporters here were kind of joking, saying, hey, you know, the reported attendance is 12,000 fans, but it's it's tough to find an empty seat in this arena. So I, and I'm glad, too, that with that, not only is it the folks on – on Twitter, and I hate to say, for, for lack of a better term, social justice warriors, which this really isn't uh, a matter of, you know, whether or not folks are at risk for a vaccine isn't necessarily a social justice issue, but, you know, just those folks on there that want to try to find an issue with everything, and and, the, and those folks haven't been, uh, been been going on there, and even, even too with the NHL, from my perspective, hasn't gone like, oh, well, we really need to, this is trying to like send people to the arenas to get an exact count of, of folks walking in, so I'm, I'm glad that, that there's there's that sense where, hey, the arenas are getting to open back up, fans are getting to enjoy it, and the first two games, seeing it in Raleigh, it was, it was good for the soul to see that the sound of, of fans getting fired up, especially too with NBA playoffs starting up. Uh, yesterday, I don't know if any. I didn't really watch the game. I just saw saw highlights of it on on uh, on Twitter. Madison Square Garden, where the New York New York Knicks play, basically had a almost a full capacity arena, which is surprising for New York. You know, they've been a little bit more strict uh, on their policies, but then again, I think. Uh, Cuomo is 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 worried about maybe potentially getting the boot from office. So you know he's he's get what's he gonna do to make New Yorkers happy? He's gonna make uh, weed legal and, and he's gonna let fans go to Knicks games. And so because the Knicks, for those of you maybe don't follow basketball, the Knicks are kind of that historically the the team that's kind of like almost like people call the Cowboys America's team. The Knicks are that that team that's when the Knicks are playing. This is way I put it. When the Knicks are playing well, it's better for the NBA. And the Knicks this year uh, have got the four seed in the Eastern Conference. It's good for them because I don't think they made the playoffs. This is their first time making the playoffs since like 2009. And yesterday they they, they lost a barn burner uh, to Atlanta. But even then, too, getting back to my point of talking about getting to hear the the roar of, of arenas opening back up. And a lot of folks on Twitter, they're actually like, hey, it's – Good to to see MSG, you know, back and 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 rocking and fan and fans getting excited. So that's going to lead into segue to here. You know, I talked about the the Hurricanes specifically in their first two games in PNC, and and it led into what was honestly kind of a, a hard weekend in Nashville for Hurricanes fans. Hurricanes lost two games here. Both of their games they played on Friday and Sunday, lost a double overtime, and I and I just I I was talking with Frankie yesterday, and I just felt like the whole weekend instead of they were they were playing not to lose and instead of playing to win, and I just they, they were so I mean there are a couple couple breaks here away from, you know we're not even we're not even talking about uh, the ridiculous nine thirty start that's going to happen for tomorrow's night's game, but don't even. Freaking get me started on that. I don't know why. <coughs> excuse me. A game has to start that late. I mean, even here with me over in San Antonio, you know, during CST, even eight thirty start. If we get another double overtime game, shit, I'll probably fall asleep. Um, but yeah, hard weekend in Nashville. And going back to what I talked about, how much I think the Hurricanes fed off of you know having a full arena. I think the Predators did the same thing. And, and feeding off with their fans and like I said even though it was a 
it's it's it was it's great to see an arena filled even though it was for the opposing team and 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 now we we see the flip side of what that advantage was like for the Hurricanes saw the flip side of that this weekend in Nashville when they were playing the Predators so like I said you know tomorrow they've got game five I I hope that they they put Peter Morozik and in, in, in at goal. Hey, yeah, nine nine thirty start. I haven't looked at the the schedule. Actually, you know, let me let me do this right now. Pull up because I don't know what other games are going on tomorrow. Um, let's see here. Maybe it's just the way the cookie crumbled. With maybe they have. Uh, actually, no. Boston and Washington don't play because Boston won yesterday, so that series is over. But maybe there's something. They I maybe mean, I think that the games on NBC. Maybe NBC has got whatever. New sitcom they have. Oh, here we go. Open up my ESPN app. Tigers and Indians tied at two. That's a usually you don't see that. Usually you see Cleveland winning by a couple runs. Um, uh, actually no. What? Is, hang on. What is this? It says tomorrow's tomorrow's game starts at eight p.m. What the heck? Maybe is that game six? Maybe my ESPN app's wrong. Regardless, whatever I think, I think maybe actually I maybe read that wrong on Twitter today that they have scheduled that game six, which would be in Nashville, and I think that would be on Wednesday or Thursday, is slated for a a, a nine thirty start. So regardless, I mean I get it with sports. I'm not. I'm. I don't want to come up here. Hey, my my hockey team they had a, they had a great regular season in their playoffs. So like I don't want to sit up here. I mean I could have worse things to complain about. But even still, it's kind of like come on, like. There, I would rather see the Hurricanes if they on you know the alternative NBC channel with the the backup broadcast crew and watch them play at seven or eight, and then to see them have the regular the the you know the first line announcing crew, but have them play a later game. But regardless, that's either here or there. Uh, you know, the 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 the, the bad thing is Canes. Should have probably swept the series. They're tied 2-2. The good thing, fans are back. And hopefully PNC tomorrow night will be um, rocking just like they were for, for games one and two. Another thing I want to touch on here, and I skipped it, but I want to obviously touch on it a little bit with baseball. So it's funny for anybody that saw it, and I've talked about this on here, my favorite team, the Detroit Tigers, a couple last night, or not last night, last week, and I care what night it was, Spencer Turnbull threw a no-hitter, and it was funny because the game was in Seattle, so first pitch didn't start till 10 o'clock, and so I fell asleep, and I think that was maybe a night that the Canes had played. I don't, I can't remember if that was the the night that the Canes had a game. Maybe it was last Monday, but I had went to bed after the Canes game, and you know, saw that the Tigers were playing, but I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to bed. And I woke up in like 3.30 in the morning to use the restroom, and I had a bunch of texts from uh, Tanner Swift and a couple of their shared t- tweets. And it was funny, like, for those of you that have an, um, for, uh, an iPhone, if you get, like, multiple texts from a person, like, it'll just show you the last te- text that, you, that they sent. And so I see four messages from Tanner Swift with the last one being, in all caps, he did it, he did it, he did it. And I'm sitting there like, waking up I'm like who in the hell did what so I open it up and the first text was like hey are you still up watching this game uh Turnbull's got a no hitter going through the seven and it was funny because I had you know he had a bunch of shared tweets and everything and they think the game would have been almost it would have been past midnight 
uh, you know, Eastern Standard Time. And so probably not a lot of fans were up for it unless they somebody woke up and, and got a notification. It was and so as much as I didn't see it, that was um, I was still definitely definitely glad it happened. And it made me think about the last two no hitters that Tigers pitchers have thrown were both by Justin Verlander. I do remember both of those. The Verlander's first no-hitter was sometime in – it was in May 2007 against the Brewers. I remember uh, it was like a Tuesday night. Brandon Inge had a home run that game. And the second time he threw it, it was in Toronto, and it was, I think, April of 2011. And I remember it was on a Saturday. And for those of you that don't know, there's a kind of the superstition in baseball that if, one of you, if your team – has a pitcher who's throwing a no-hitter. You don't say the phrase no-hitter while he's throwing it. And so I remember I was up. It, I had a couple – it was like my junior year of high school. So I had a couple – it was like a couple big like end-of-the-year tests, uh, exams or whatever. I don't think back then we, we actually – officially when I was a junior I had exams, but it was just like the, uh, you know, the, the final test at the end of the year. And I think it was – I think my chemistry class I had to – definitely study for because I'd done so bad that semester that if I were to got uh if I would have failed or got like a D on that test I would have failed the class I would have been ineligible for football my senior year because I just didn't try at all in that course and so I remember that Saturday I was like hey I gotta lock it down I gotta study and my dad knew that I was studying and I remember he came up and was like in my room and he's like hey you probably like Without wanting to say no hitter, he's like, "Hey, you probably want to come watch the Tigers game." And I was like, "Dude, Dad, I like I need to lock down and study for this." And so he's like, "Hey, uh, Justin Verlander has is going into pitch in the bottom of the seventh, and the Blue Jays don't have a hit yet." You know, without saying the phrase "no hitter," so my eyes lit up, and I'm like, "Oh shit, we gotta go down and watch this." And he ended up. Uh, it's funny. He ended up striking, and I remember this. Don't ask me how I remember this. But he struck out Rajay Davis, who played a little bit for Detroit, and then it was that dude that hit the three-run home run in the bottom of the eighth inning for Cleveland to tie uh, Game 7 against the Cubs in the World Series back in 2016. Verlander struck out Rajay Davis to get the no-hitter. And, I mean, hell, that was over 10 years ago, which was nuts. I was sitting here thinking about Turnbull's no-hitter. So the Tigers this year, I think they are – fourth in their division out of five teams, kind of riding the struggle bus a little bit. But, hey, maybe the Turnbull getting a no-hitter got some folks motivated. It was cool to just see everyone, you know, jump out. There's kind of the mob scene there at the pitcher's mound. And, and good to see him for, for Tigers fans and for, for Spencer. And hopefully that's a little juice they need to, to turn around. Obviously it's a long season, but I think the record now they are uh, – let me, let me pull it up on my phone – Ooh, now they're beating Cleveland three to two, top of fourth. Tigers are eighteen and twenty-eight, so definitely could hopefully be doing a little bit better. But hey, you know you you gonna make the most of it, and hopefully they can get things turned around sooner rather than later. Um, I think another thing I wanted to talk about here today and. When I, when I bring this up, I don't mean for this to be controversial, but I think it, it brings up a good point that it's I've noticed here with, with, with the mask mandate, you know, President Biden has come out and said, hey, you know, if you're got your vaccine, don't wear a mask. And if you don't have your vaccine, you need to wear a mask until you do. 
So it, it brings up the point here. I have the question of like, when will the when will businesses stop incorporating the the mask mandate? And it brings up a good point here, where I I think that for it's for the businesses it's it's every right that they have to determine hey you know whether or not they still want folks to wear masks. And at this hotel I'm staying in, a couple of days after that I had gone through and I wasn't you know I was like okay hey like president came out and said it like I'm back say so don't need to wear my mask. I'd gotten in the elevator. And there was another worker that was in the hotel, and I think she was, like, the assistant manager. And she's like, hey, sir, like, could you, like, if you have a mask, could you please put it on? And so I put a mask on, and afterwards we got in the hotel. We got to the first one. I got out and asked her. I was like, well, hey, hey, ma'am, I have a question. Like, and I, and I told, I prefaced this by saying I don't mean to be rude, but, you know, the president came out and said, hey, if folks are, are vaccinated – post their 14 days like they don't need to wear a mask and that's like his recommendation from the cdc you know listening to the science all that so i was like i asked her I was like, well, when are you guys gonna like have folks who are vaccinated not wear their mask and so and she gave an answer and i, and I felt like she was dancing around the bush a little bit and she's like well like we just want to make sure that like all folks feel comfortable um with you know with, with wearing a mask and, and, we'll, and we'll wait till the president makes another announcement to which I countered, I was like, ma'am, like, I, I, I mean this respectfully, but I was like, President Biden is probably not going to come out and make another announcement. That is his last, like, there's nothing more to say. Like, he, like nobody, like, Fauci's not going to come out and say, well, you, you know, I think if, if folks, uh, even if the, the folks who aren't vaccinated, now I think it's safe for them to, that they can go out in the public and, and not wear a mask and not have to social distance. It, no, nobody's going to come out and say that. And, and I, and, and I think she maybe took it the wrong way. Cause she really have a response. And I kind of was like, God, I didn't, I, I was like, I don't, in my mind, I didn't say this, but I was like, I don't mean to sound like a dick, but that was, I was, you know, I just felt like I was asking an honest question, though, to think that when are folks going to realize that, hey, it's, it's the point where the, the, there comes a point where I, I guess hypothetically we could, we could wear, businesses could make folks wear the mask forever. But I would hope at some point folks realize that there, there's, as more folks get vaccinated, there's this sense of like her, herd immunity that, there'll be a point where we don't have to wear mask at all. And I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like, well, what are we going to do with, you know, with businesses that, that still make, make folks wear masks? Like, what are they going to stop? And I was like, realistically, like there's a lot of businesses that, that might not for the time being, which realistically, like, you know, that's their right to do. Part of me wishes that is the same way that businesses have the right to mandate whether their customers still wait, wear a mask i wish that those businesses had a had a a say in whether in fact they could have stayed open a year ago today on that side of the coin part of me thinks that hey you know the government has a right to maybe implement certain policies to protect their citizens so you know the government thinks that hey you know we're going to implement these lockdowns to protect the citizens from virus even if the citizens don't think they need to be protected and on the other side of that coin is saying hey you know the businesses if they want to take that risk to stay open and people want to go to those businesses, you know, let's say, a, you know, a year ago, flashback to, you know, May of 2020, and instead of having a 30% capacity, it's 100%. I wish businesses could have that. But that's obviously a discussion for another day. And I think I've 
made it apparent on other podcasts before that I, I, I try to, a lot of times I'm in my thinking, I'm going to lean more to, hey, we need to be, you know, maybe a little bit more lenient with some of the restrictions, but I understand why certain politicians and, 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 and leaders make the, the, um, the decisions that they do. And that's obviously not my role to come up here and, and criticize politicians or, and, or the president, uh, that would not be respectful by any means, um, for, for me to do that, but obviously just stating, um, the, some of the decisions that have been made and, and, and where we are at now currently with, you know, then the battle against COVID-19. So, yeah, interesting, you know, like even even to at this hotel that I'm staying at, I've noticed more and more people are kind of walking without masks. And I think that a lot of times, probably for these businesses, like if I'm thinking if I'm a, the hotel manager here, that if instantly, if I stopped, if I took down the sign that reinforced, you know, they said, hey, you know, masks need to be wear at all times, you're going to have that one Karen that's going to come up and be like, well, hey, like, I'm not getting the vaccine because I read some article on Facebook and my aunt Susie got a vaccine back in 1993 and it gave her a zit on her middle finger and like, you know, something crazy like that, that there, there comes a point where businesses will either be like, hey, ma'am, like, you know, our commander in chief, the CDC, they've made a decision. Our president has said, hey, folks who are vaccinated don't have to wear a mask and we're standing by that. And, you know, like in a situation, it comes down to it where it's like Karen can cancel a reservation, pack up and take her family to another hotel down the street and hope that there's a spot open. Or they can, you know, believe what the, the CDC says, believe the science, which is probably that same person has been saying the whole time, oh, we got to trust the science, listen to the science, all that stuff. And you can go ahead and, and, and make that decision. So I think it's, it's, it's worth thinking about. Um, you know, there's other folks like if I'll, I'll probably carry around a mask. Like if you told, if, like let's say one of my favorite places in Raleigh, Clouds Brewing. If if Clouds posts on their Facebook page, it said, "Hey, um, you know, due to safety concerns or whatnot, we're going to require that all folks wear a mask when they're not sitting at a table till the end of 2021." That would not stop me from going to Clouds. Like, I would still, like, hit up my friends and be like, hey, who wants to go get brunch at Clouds this morning? Oh, by the way, they still have their mask mandate in, so bring a mask. And it's like you go to these places now, a lot of folks are still, places are still open 100% capacity. They just feel that they want to wear a mask, which I I see the sides of both coins. Like, realistically, as much as I want to be like, hey, you know, you were the same folks who were always telling everyone to, like, trust the science, get the vaccine, and now the science is saying you don't have to wear a mask, but you're still mandating it. So, like, what are you doing? And then part of me is like, you know what? Who gives a shit? You want me to wear a mask? It makes you feel better. It makes you feel safer. I'll wear a mask. You guys are, you know, giving me cheap mimosas, and you're making some good brunch fruit. So, like, I'm, I I really have do have really that much room to, to bitch and complain. So... I think that's about all I have for you guys. Uh, you know, as I do these podcasts, I, I type, I take some time to type up some notes. And once I go off my notes, I'm just going to come on here and, and I'll start rambling. And, and not that I want you guys to think that this is pre-canned, but literally my, like I'll read my notes here that I have on this other screen. I have, it's, I have five lines. It says Snapchat men's Spencer Turnbull, no hitter, PNC opening back up, hard weekend in Nashville, when will mass, state, mass mandate? 
So like, that's all I have on there. And then from there, I'm, you know, just talking with you guys. Cause like I said, I want this to be genuine. I want to be open. Obviously I definitely, as I tell my friends here, I want to be a straight shooter. I don't want to be one, like one guy in person and then a different dude on the, on the, on the podcast. Like I don't, like the folks that, that that know me know that a lot of times, like as I'm talking here with like mask mandate stuff, I'm usually going to lean a little bit more lenient on the side of, hey, we need to maybe open things back up. And I'm going to question more. I'm, I'm going to be one of those guys that's going to be more prone to, to question what Fauci or some of these other folks are, are going to say. I'm not just going to be like, oh, well, Fauci said it and, and that's it. We're going to we're going to roll with it. And anybody else who doesn't want to wear a mask, you know, hates America, whatnot. Like, you know, I try to try to come on here and, and just want to be a straight shooter and be honest, have an honest discussion. And nobody would want to listen to this if I just came and gave some pre-canned BS and try to act like I was, you know, somebody who's, hey, you know what you know whatever and and yeah and, and and so definitely coming on here you know like talking with you on and ever want to come want to come on here and make it seem like what i'm saying is 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 pre-can and, and i've typed up the script just want to kind of be free-flowing you know so that's all i have for y'all today hopefully can come back up here in the next couple days and get to hopefully talk about the Hurricanes sealing up a opening series victory against the Nashville Predators, or potentially, as I told, uh, Griffin Daughtry is one of the guys who uh, starts who has a started the Redneck Hockey Podcast. I I texted him and I was like, you know, the vibe I get from this series is the uh, it's the classic um, a team can't win on the road, which would, which would mean that if that happened in this series, the Canes would win the series in seven games, which, hey, you'd, you'd be happy to see, but I just feel like the Canes have the talent and they've been playing an ability where this series sh should be 3-1 or the Canes should have swept at 4-0 and it shouldn't be tied 2-2 and back to the RAL here starting tomorrow. So appreciate you all listening. Uh, any recommendations or anything else you all want me to talk about, uh, definitely, you for, for those of you that are listening to this, you probably know me, have my number, have me on Snapchat. So shoot me a text, slide to the DMs, let me know what you want to talk about. At some point, we're going to bring other folks on here. Whoever wants to come on, let me know too. You know, I it might it might become a thing where it's like, hey, I FaceTime you and I position my phone like <laughs> near the microphone and the computer, so like nobody's going to see you, but like you and I can have that 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 face-to-face -face dialogue i know I've, I've said savannah angel i think you've said you want to come on and miranda casey i'm sure you come on frankie I, I know you you would at some point as well so folks keep doing your thing like i said if you're ever having trouble never be afraid to reach out to myself or reach out to a friend take a deep breath uh reward yourself you've had a long day at work you know pour yourself a nice cup of whiskey have a cigar uh, not advocating that you go home and get hammered, but sometimes you deserve a nice alcoholic drink at, at the end of a, of, a, of a hard day. So, folks, keep doing your thing, and I'll see you when I see you. This is the Burning Bridges Podcast, Uncle Riles. I'm your host, Uncle Riles.